Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Brian and I thought it'd be great to just have a little conversation about ministry and mission. And uh, I know that you, uh, um, you and I, as we talked, uh, one of the subjects that came up is, is what was it that actually inspired you? Um, and uh, what, who, who in the scripture do you really identify with? And there are a lot of people that have been called yeah. by God to do certain things. And so uh, you, you gave me some interesting answers. I, just, just share with us, who do you identify with? What are some of the callings that have kind of really, you know, hit you? You know, I think this whole idea of God calling or God sending or God saying go, however you want to put that, is like this repeated theme in the scripture. It goes all the way. You think about Abraham, and I think you're going to finish just talking a little bit about yeah. Abraham or Abram at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, G- Genesis chapter 12. He's 75 years old, and God says, hey, I want you to pack up and go to a land that I'm going to show you. Without knowing where he's going, and does, takes his family with him. Yeah. Or you think about, I mean, you, you could talk about Moses or Joshua or all the way through. You fast forward up to some of the prophets. I think about a guy like Isaiah. You read in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah, it's the year that King Uzziah died. It's a dramatic season of turmoil for the nation. Everything's turned upside down. And he has this encounter with God. And in that encounter, he hears this call. uh, Who will go for us? Whom shall I send? And Isaiah says, here I am, Lord, send me. Isaiah is sent to people. The warning is, well, I'm going to send you, but they're not going to listen to you. So (laughs) that's great. And then you think about Jeremiah. He's another prophet that Jeremiah chapter one says, Jeremiah, I'm sending you. Don't say I'm too young for this. So you got Abram who's really old. You got Jeremiah who's really young. Jeremiah goes to his people. You think about, you know, there's all the other prophets. You could jump up to the, to the New Testament and, and one, I want to come back to this guy a little bit. Philip, the evangelist. Mm-hmm. He was also one of the deacons. You know, he's, he gets sent to an individual, to one, person. Uh, you think about the Apostle Paul. He was sent cross-culturally. His mission was, God says, I'm going to send you no longer just to the Jews. I'm going to send you to the Gentiles and you're going to suffer for it. Or you think about, there's a guy named Ananias uh, it, it, who encounters Paul. He's only sent across town, but he's sent out by God. And of course, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he sent, he gave, he is one and only son that we could be saved. So it's this repeated theme of God sending out, but all for these different reasons. Yeah. Now, you know, we we have the Bible and we we hear these stories about people being sent. So do we still need to keep sending? Yeah, that's good. I've I've wondered that, too. You know, especially in the last number of years, you think, okay, well, you've got the Internet. Yep. Surely the Bible is available everywhere. Surely somebody can, you know, listen to gospel preaching on their radio. Uh, but the reality is the task of making disciples is still incomplete. And I was just, in fact, I just read uh, this morning um, or last night I was reading about the nation of Mortania. Again, I'm not that smart with geography, Bruce. So I always have to look. I got to I got to be. I got to be. I call so. I call Google. I'm like, Google, where's Mortania? <laughs> and and um, I don't know. You know, it's it's like northwestern Africa. 
Okay. It's it's illegal to convert. Hmm. Uh, they don't print any Bibles. There's only about 150 known Christians in the whole nation. Wow. And they can't just like pull up the internet and start researching Bible topics. It's just not an option. Yeah. And so we still need people to go. Um, the Holy Spirit can enlighten anybody uh, through His Word, even so. Even if someone has the Scripture, someone still has got to be there to explain it. I, I want to take... Can I go to Philip the Evangelist? Yep. yep this absolutely. is Acts chapter 8. Yep. All right? Acts chapter 8. You got this guy, Philip. We, we love him because he's a, a deacon and everything else. It says, An angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandaki, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. And this man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. And the Spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. And then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? He, he said, unless someone explains it to me. And so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And then he talks about the passage that he was reading, which is this key passage in scripture talking about Jesus. And at the end, chapter verse 34, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? And then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. And then as the story goes, the man says like, well, you know, I believe and there and he's and Philip baptizes him right on the side of the right on yeah. the side of the road. And it's just this amazing thing. Philip disappears and it's a, you can read the rest of the story. You know, I'm going to interrupt you just for a yeah. second because. That particular story means a lot to me. Um, you know, God calls us, and I, I think the important thing about that is God can call you anywhere. He can transport you anywhere that he needs to. But he called uh, him to a specific yes. time, place, person, yes. and he prepared it so perfectly yes. for him. And I remember one time uh, we had invited the, the college group to go out just to walk the streets after a Sunday morning service. And, you know, just the idea was if you encounter somebody, maybe maybe it's a God moment. Yeah. And yeah. my wife and I were, were walking down the street of a small town we were living in. And there was this girl, middle-aged, um, maybe in her early 30s, sitting on the, the stairs to her house, Bible open on her lap. And I got the impression, ask that girl if she knows what she, if she understands what she's reading. I walked up there, and it just sounded bizarre to me, you know. Okay, I'll do it. I walked up there, and I said, do you know what you're reading? She said, you know, I know that this is a Bible, and I know that there are answers in here, but I, I can't figure it out. Could you help me? And 30 minutes later, she came to faith. Yeah. And my wife yeah. got her into a Bible study. So, yeah. so that's a that's cool the, story. That's exactly the Philip moment. We need, people need God's word, but someone has to be sent to say, let me help you with that. Yeah. Right? So, so, so do you have to have a seminary degree to do that? I mean, can anybody go? You know, you should be a doctor of whatever. No, <laughs> I would say, can anybody go? I would say the answer is yes and no. So yes, I think anyone can go. Again, you think about Philip. He was, he was willing, but he was also equipped, right? So 
Okay, so he'd already been identified as a deacon. You can read about that in chapter 6, which means he was known to be full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom, had a good reputation. Um, there's this, this thing of, like, we're just looking for willing people. Like, I love what Crystal said. I need, I need a, a, a leader for fourth to sixth grade girls. Um, but you've got to be willing, but you also have to be ready to become equipped to, to do that ministry with those children. So, so what I hear you saying so. is, God can call anybody, but sometimes it might take a little more equipping. Um, and we need to remember yeah. that it's available. Yeah. It's available. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's a, it's a incremental saying yes. Yeah. Right? And it, it might be on the job training. Sometimes yeah. you learn yeah. as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Becky and I's case, we're, we don't have the language yet. We've started learning it, but we're going to go, we're going to enter language school so that we can be equipped so that we can do the task that we've right. been called to. So I would say, yes, anybody can go, but we want to be, you know, willing, but also ready. And God's going to use your experience, your expertise, your background. Put it this way. I think First Peter says, we want to grow in the grace and knowledge right. of Jesus Christ. And it's, I think, incumbent upon us as believers to continue to grow in our faith, to continue to put our roots down. Colossians says, put your roots down deep. And if you're like, I'm just coasting along as a Christian. The, the, you know, I think we're implored to say, grow, mm-hmm. become equipped so that God can use you when he sends you. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. So um, sending, when God says go, does it, you've alluded to this a little bit. There, there are different places and things, but mm-hmm. do we always have to be sent so far away? Yeah. You, you're, I mean, you're heading across the pond, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. into a place that's pretty far away. Does, and the answer is no, right? And I, and I mean, alluded to it, but I think one great Bible example is this guy named Ananias. By the way, I figured out this week that I think Ananias is the most popular name in the book of Acts because you've got Ananias and fire. You've got this Ananias and That's Ananias right. the priest. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, Ananias is living in Damascus. The, the, this guy named Saul, this persecutor of Christians is there. And God speaks to Ananias. I want you to go over to this address and pray for this guy. It's not a it's not a dramatic move, but it had dramatic outcome. Even though it was just, you know, it's across the lunchroom, it's across the street, it's across the classroom. And and the fact is that God asked him to go. It wasn't very far, but it was pretty scary. Yes. I mean, Paul had a reputation. I mean, Saul before he became Paul had a reputation yes. for not being too nice to believers. Yeah. Remember, yeah. I mean, he was actually leading an entourage out to kill most of the converts. Yeah, good uh, point. And so um, it might be that you know sometimes I think we're most afraid of those people that are closest to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. The person who lives next door with a big dog. I don't know. Uh, but you know, we we have this hesitancy. Yeah to actually share our faith with those maybe closest in our neighborhood. Yeah. Because if they say no, then, you know, have we created this animosity or enemy? And so, so at the same time, Bruce, I think about, you know, a number of you, a number of our friends here who you have that coworker, you're praying for them faithfully. You're, you're doing your best to kind of live your life of faith and share where you can with that person. And you think, I'm not doing nothing. I'm, I'm not significant. I'm not doing anything for the kingdom. And I want you to understand that that is actually a sig- if you're following what God's called you, that's significant. And don't stop that. Continue. Don't discount what you're doing in those small ways because you don't know what God's going to 
deal with that later. You know, ju- just your kindness, your faithfulness, your gentleness, all the fruits of the spirit that we talk yeah. about a lot, right? Yeah. If you were if you are really putting those out there, you you might be surprised that when there is a crisis, someone might come to you just because of your character. I remember we were in a, a, a low rent housing when we were in seminary, and um, it was very interesting that Janice was very kind. She would. Go, go to the laundromat and things like this. And, and this young gal um, who had a big problem all of a sudden, we hear this knock on the door, and who is it? It's this gal who Janice only knew from doing laundry and chit-chatting, but she was just nice to her. Yeah. And I remember Janice asking, you know, why do you want to talk to me? Um, she said, well, you just, you're a kind person, uh-huh. and I need, I need someone to talk to. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. just being who you are, uh, a faithful Christian that is kind, spirited, yeah. and loving. Yeah. You never know yeah. when that moment might happen. It's good. Be ready. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, you uh, are doing this at a time in life that's, excuse me for saying this, pretty weird. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. is this call ever, go- I mean, sometimes God calls us and it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? Talk about that a little bit for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't always make sense. And there's a verse that, man, it's sort of hovered around for me since my youth. Jesus says to his disciples after he's, he's washed their feet and all this is in John chapter 15, verse 16. And he's like, guys, you didn't choose me. I chose you and I appointed you to go and bear lasting fruit that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will do it. And and it's just like it's almost as if you kind of know it. It's the Lord when it makes sense to you, but doesn't to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think like you come back, to, let's say, Philip, let's come and take you back to Philip. Here's this guy. What you, what we don't, what I didn't read is right before this. He's in the, the area of Samaria. He has an incredible ministry. He's preaching to crowds. He's casting out demons, healing the sick. People are getting saved. It's phenomenal. And then the Holy Spirit says, "I want you to go walk down this deserted road, which is a scary road." Becky and I have actually driven that road to hmm. Gaza, and it's it's wilderness, and. And then he's called to minister to one person out of this. You think, what are you doing, Holy Spirit? Like, he's got a good thing going on. Don't take him out of that. It's very effective. Mm-hmm. And so in a way, it doesn't make sense. And yet, that that Ethiopian guy ends up bringing the gospel to an entire nation. And uh, and so that call to one man might seem wasteful to us. Or this big move might seem like, you're too old for this. Or like, what are you doing now? Or, uh, you, you know... God sees a bigger picture, and and so here we are. It just so happens the country we're going to respects gray hair. Yeah, Bruce. So I got something. We got. Something well, I, I notice you're us. adding down here because you're losing up here. Exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's exactly. Good. <laughs> so, so, so uh, these the obedience. You know, when God calls, um, is it always like this? Whoosh, big move yeah. immediately, or yeah. can it be incremental? Little steps. I, I think it is little steps. Yeah. And I don't think, um, 
you know, it's the principle that Jesus says. Like, if you can be trusted with the small, you can be trusted with the bigger. Right. And sometimes folks are saying, well, I'll do that thing when, you know, like I had someone just the other day say, boy, I wish I made more money because then I, then I could give. Hmm. But if you're not given the pennies, you're not going to give the dollars. Right. You know what I mean? And yep. so if I'm not going to say yes to Jesus in the small things, why would he ask for the big thing? And, and I, I think about it like this. Think of a toddler, like when your kid's really little and you say, hey, do you want to go with dad in the car? The toddler says, yes. They don't know where they're going. They don't care that it's to the drugstore or some boring trip. They don't care. They just want to say yes. It's like Jesus, to be a follower of Jesus means we've said yes before the question is asked. It's like that song we sometimes sing, sing here, right? And before you even ask, oh, my answer will be yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, that's that step of obedience. Yes, Lord, whatever you're, what, I'm saying yes now. I don't even know what the question's going to be. And so mm-hmm. it could be something little. could be that plate of cookies to the new neighbor that, that moved in. Mm-hmm. could be going across the world. So yeah. I would just say don't wait for something big. Obey in the little yeah. small things. Yeah. So yeah. how did you finally decide to say yes to this particular yeah. ask? Yeah. This one's, I, you know what? There's no dramatic answer to this. It's like, it just seemed the most natural response. We were made aware of a need and it doesn't make good financial sense to us. It doesn't make good career sense. I mean, here we are. We have a great church. We have great jobs. Uh, we have a, a great life. We're well cared for. I mean, everything is, you know, kind of living the American dream in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're, we don't own a car anymore. We're, we're like, <laughs> we've, gotten rid of many of our possessions and it's like well that's okay um it just seemed like the obvious thing to us to say yes even though there was no need to go anywhere that i don't know if that helps so we're ready we're willing and we were asked and maybe it's just maybe it's that simple yeah it, it seems too simple sometimes yeah just yeah. to, I love what you're saying, though, that you, you just have to have this mindset. And God tests you, I think, all along, all along the way. Yeah. You know, we, the initial uh, invitation to follow Jesus is a yes or a no. Yeah. Um, you know, wait and see is still a no. Yeah. And so when you finally do take that step and say, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Um, that's actually, you know, I love how Jesus says, unless you become like a little child. You really can't enter in. Yeah. And yeah. there is this sense in that we have to be just ready to say yes yeah. all the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, know, I know that yeah. most kids, when our kids were little, the first word they learned was no. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, no. Mm-mm. And they, you know, it's really interesting that, that it's easier to shake your head this way than this way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that as Christians, we just need to just maybe go home and practice this. Okay, practice this. Mm-hmm. And we go, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we need to keep saying yes to Jesus. And, you know, people talk to me about discipleship. Uh, you know, I want to get deeper. I want to, you know, grow in my faith. And I just tell them all the time, just keep saying yes. Yeah. And sometimes it won't seem like it makes sense. Yeah. But if you say yes, you'll look back and yes. say, thank you, Jesus. Um, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And, and even if, I mean, there are no guarantees here. Yeah, I mean, right. you're going over there, 
you, you could just fumble around, not learn the language very well. Bruce, you know? we, we have 90 days there. We've been, we've been given permission to stay for 90 okay. days. We're planning to stay for as many years as the Lord will give us. Yeah. And so it's every step is a step of faith that the Lord will open the next door. But even that first visa ap- application seemed very uncertain. Mm. So the Lord, we have just found, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Whatever you ask in my name, he will give it to you. And we have just seen the Lord answer prayers after prayers this summer. It's just like yeah. things just keep. Remember that old um, uh, Maxwell Smart, Get Smart, yeah. right? Remember that opening sequence where the doors would keep opening yeah, in front yeah. as he's walking down the hallway? <laughs> Some of you are old enough to remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, that's how it's felt. Yeah. It's like we just keep walking and the doors just keep opening. That's so, good. Yeah, God's that's good. good. Now I want to I'm going to go back to Abram, uh, Abram's call in Genesis chapter 12. I, I'm going to just walk through it real quickly, and yeah. I'm try I'm going to try to to just do a little application for you and Becky here. All right. So if you got your Bible or your Bible app, you can open it up, uh, Genesis 12, and uh, and here here it goes. It says, uh, first of all, we're going to go to the land that I'm going to show you, and 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 so. God is speaking into Abraham's life, Abram at the time. And he says, I, I've got a place I want you to go, but I'm not going to tell you where it is yet. See, that's why it's important to say yes before you even get the question. Because if that was me, I would say, well, tell me where you want me to go. And uh, it might be back and forth for a little while. But then all of a sudden, you know, Abram, he, he says yes, right? And you've done that. I mean, you knew initially where you were going to be called. But, but now it's, it's like, okay, I'm going to go to a land. But you don't know everything there is to know about that land. You don't know about the, the language. You don't know about stuff like that. Uh, so it's a land that God is going to show you, even after you get there, some new things, some nuances that you don't yet understand. Uh, he says in, in verse two, I will cause you to become the father of a great nation. Now, that's just an interesting little caveat there. My brother uh, accepted a call about your age to to go to Ukraine with uh, um, his he was with the Evangelical Free Church of Canada. And I thought, oh, man, this guy's nuts. Um you know, he was a pastor up in Canada, good church, great time was going on. And, and he accepted the call and his wife, wife moved over there. Well, the evangelical free church had never planted a church over in Ukraine. There were lots of other churches and things and denominations, but the evangelical church hadn't. What's really interesting to me is now he, he was there 25 years. He just retired last year, maybe two years ago. And um, I went over to visit him. And guess what? They called him the father of the evangelical church in Ukraine. I thought, that's just bizarre. <laughs> you know? So I call him Father Daryl now. Um, but yet, you know, God's going to do something through you. And I don't know what it is yet, but there is this sense that when you go, you're going to be the pioneer. And maybe you'll enter into people's lives and you become a, a spiritual father of someone. That's that's a cool uh, projection, I think, for both of you. Uh, he says in, in verse 2, the second half, says, I'm going to bless you and make you famous. 
Have you ever want to be famous, Brian? You want to be famous? You're kind of on the Internet here, you know, on stage. You know, we've got to admit, as pastors, sometimes, you know, uh, it's a little bit like being famous. Everybody knows your name and you don't know everybody else's name. That's a little awkward sometimes. Uh, you know, people walk up to you, hey, you know, it's just, like, oh, my goodness. You know, and this is why I'm so glad that when we get to heaven, we're going to have our names on our foreheads. Uh, because, bam, no no bangs allowed in heaven, right? So his name's going to be there. Hey, I see you. Um, so we're in this situation where where um, sometimes we're on on stage. People are going to, hey, you're an American, aren't you? you you're going to have a little bit of that fame thing going on. And uh, so I'm, I'll pray that you handle it well, you know, because it's hard. It's hard sometimes to be in the limelight. And the people that uh, the the one that people are focusing on, you feel like you're kind of in the fishbowl a little bit, and uh, you know you you want to be famous but you really don't, and you talk to a lot of people that are famous, and the problem that they have is that they're famous, right? So so you're going to be in a position of leadership, and and so I'll, I'll pray God's God's protection and peace over you on that issue. But uh, verse three says, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed through you. Um, I just want you to know that that uh, and I mean you're well aware of it. You minister to people, and and you you find out that one of the people that maybe you brought to faith or just was under your teaching, they're living in a different country and and maybe they're telling somebody about Jesus, and it, that's the way it spreads. That's the way it's intended to be. And so I'm excited for you to to hear some stories about people that that are blessed through you. Now, in verse 4, it says Abram was 75 years old when he left. Well, you're getting close, buddy. Uh, getting close. So do it while you can is all I got to say. All right? There you go. Uh, and it says he took his, in verse 5, he took his wife. And I'm glad you're taking Becky with you. All right? Uh, it, it says he took his wife and all his wealth. Now, now that serious business here. When God calls you, um, you have to invest in it. And uh, I know that Becky, you, you, and, and Brian have invested some of your own money in this—a significant amount—to make it work, to make it happen. Um, you, I mean, your home, your your cars, all that kind of stuff. It, it's it's a commitment, financial commitment. And I am so thankful that this church, along with many of you individually, uh, my wife and I are just glad to be supporting you, and we want to want you to consider if you haven't done done so yet because uh, you you are so blessed by knowing that it's an extension of, of you and your investment in their ministry that god's called them to so i'm, I'm so glad for that um, says abram traveled south by stages to, to the negev where he was being led and i know it's been one step at a time one step at a time and when you get there, you're going to find out where you're going to be able to live and settle in and all this kind of stuff. And then God's going to take you lots of different places. But just keep saying yes. Keep stepping forward. God will, as you've already said, he, he has been faithful in directing your path. And then in Genesis 15, a little bit later on, uh, the Lord spoke to Abram. And I, I, I want to end with this. Uh, I want you, Becky and Brian, to, to know that God is speaking this to you as well today. All right? Here it is. It says, Do not be afraid, for I will protect you. 
and your reward will be great. Okay? All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much uh, that Brian and Becky have put themselves out there. Uh, They've said yes to you. We are so grateful to be able to um, enter into their story, hear how you have not just spoken to them, but you've spoken to so many people that you've called throughout the ages. And and we're here today to to take that in, uh, be more open to hearing your spirit speak into our life. Uh, in the little things, maybe as we just leave today and we and we decide to go somewhere, do something, uh, encounter someone uh, on a walk or a bike ride or or at the grocery store, um, Father, keep keep us willing to say yes to you when we hear your Spirit encourage us to speak on your behalf with a word of kindness, a word of love, a word of grace, a word of forgiveness, um, God. Thank you that that you've entrusted us to be your ambassadors. And so, God, today we we pray over Brian and Becky, and we thank you for their lives. We thank you for the promise that that you've gone before them, you've prepared their way, and each step that they take will be a, a step of yes, a step of faith. And we thank you in advance for the blessing that you're going to pour out on them and the success that they will have knowing that they have been faithful and just depending on you and your spirit, um, your power, your guidance. So God, we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.